episode number 37 of the Healthier Life podcast. Today's episode is another special guest episode. I'm going to be interviewing Nikki Kent, who is an expert in helping Christian women who are struggling with eating disorders and negative body image. But before I introduce Nikki to you, I just wanted to share about the five-day sugar detox challenge that we wrapped up last week. It was a great challenge and there were lots of aha moments for many of the participants. And I just wanted to share a few of the comments from inside the Healthier Life Community Facebook group with you. So one participant said... So interesting about sugar influencing our hormones and bodies. Very helpful to reflect on why and when I crave sugar. Someone else said, For day three, we had homemade smoothies with berries, almond milk, Greek yogurt and a drizzle of honey. It was so yummy on a hot day. Someone else said, I gave up sugar this week and I have noticed a marked improvement in pain levels in my hip. The consultant said I have inflammation there. That is a good enough reason to keep going. And then finally, one more comment. Thank you, Catherine, for the five-day sugar detox challenge. Very helpful and instructive. Learning to look at sugar content on labels 6% and under, searching in the free-from aisles for new ideas, but most of all, the smoothie discoveries, so satisfying. Seeing others' comments and solutions was encouraging. All on the same journey, struggles and good days. And I just want to echo what that last participant said about the value of doing this together in a group with others all on the same journey. You see, we are much more likely to stick to our plans and reach our goals if we have the support and accountability from others around us. Which is why I am so excited to be running my very first ever online group coaching program. It's called Fit and Flourishing and it's for you if you are a Christian woman looking to kickstart your weight loss in a healthy, sustainable way where you don't feel deprived. And it's also for you if you're looking just to up-level your health, learn how to eat, live and move better and regain your energy, balance and joy so that you can show up as your best self and be well, fit and flourishing once more. It is a six-week online program and we start on Monday the 23rd of May 2022, so don't delay in signing up because it's just a week before the program kicks off and doors will be closing on Friday, so hurry and grab your spot now. And what is more, since this is the first time that I'm running this program, I'm offering you all massive savings of 48% off the regular price. So that means the whole six-week program is an investment of only £87. Okay, that is totally crazy and you will never see that price again, so do take advantage of it while you can. And also, since this is the first round of the program, it is likely to be a slightly smaller, more intimate group, which means that you will benefit from more one-to-one time than you would if the group were a lot larger. So if you have at all been thinking about getting some health coaching, but are still sitting on the fence, I really encourage you to jump off that fence and come and join us inside Fit and Flourishing. It is going to be so much fun and you're going to learn tips and strategies that you'll be able to implement for the rest of your life. To find out more and sign up, head over to katherineshelton.net forward slash fit and flourishing. But hurry because the doors are closing soon. And if you are listening to this before the 23rd of May 2022, then you just about have time, but don't delay. Okay, before we start the interview with Nikki, let me just introduce her to you properly. 
Nikki Kent is a professional artist and creative wellness coach, combining her love of creativity and engagement with natural world to cultivate renewed mindsets that encourage Christian women to break free from negative thoughts and beliefs around food and body image so that they can live a life of fullness and freedom. Nikki has been teaching art in her local community for the past 12 years, whilst also working as an arts in health practitioner, facilitating weekly sessions for groups of people referred by their GP to boost their physical and emotional well-being. She volunteers for a local youth mentoring charity and has most recently trained to be a certified Christian life coach. She plans on developing her practice to support those struggling with food and poor body image. Nikki also volunteers for the UK Christian charity Taste Life and delivers their accredited eight-week community course for those suffering with an eating disorder. She lives in the beautiful Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire and has a daughter aged 20, a son aged 14 and a wonderful husband of three years. Before we start the interview with Nikki, just a quick disclaimer. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. And I think that this disclaimer is particularly important for today's topic. If any of what we discuss resonates with you and you feel like you may be struggling with an eating disorder yourself, I know that Nikki would want to encourage you not to feel ashamed and to be able to acknowledge that you need some help, even if you're not quite sure what that help is and what it's going to look like. As she says in the interview, when it comes to recovery, it is all about taking baby steps with the support of others around you. Okay, with that said, let's dive into today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance, and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton, let's get started. Nikki Kent, welcome to the Healthier Life podcast. Hello, Catherine. Nice to be here. It's so lovely to have you on the podcast today. Now, tell us a little bit about your family, where you're from, and very briefly, what it is that you do. Great stuff. Yeah, we will do. So my family consists of myself, my husband, two children. Um, well, one is an adult. She's 20 now. She's away in her second year at uni. And I've got a son who's 14 so he's halfway um, in the middle of these GCSEs, just about to start those. Um, I live in the Forest of Dean, the beautiful Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire. Haven't been here all my life, though. I was born and partly bred in a little town in Lancashire called Wigan. And then we headed down to Cornwall and I spent most of my years growing up there. Um, and I've also spent quite a lot of time living in Sussex as well, West Sussex, and went to uni there. So I've lived pretty yes, much all, been over, all over the, the place. place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. 
So I'm a professional artist, um, but for the last 13 years, I've been teaching and delivering uh, community arts projects within um, my local town here. And I've been specifically working for a fantastic countywide charity called Artlift, who deliver arts on prescription. So an arts in health based um, charity using the arts to boost well-being in particular mental health and well-being um, but we're now starting to work with patients who are living with chronic pain and recognizing how creativity can really help to distract but really help to uplift people in many ways um, I'm also a gardener and I've also trained to be a life coach as well. So I'm wanting to try and embed creativity and the value of green space into a coaching setting to, to, to help in particular Christian women uh, break free from um, body shame, issues around food, struggling to break free from negative mindsets that, um, that are holding them back. Um, and that's in light of me having recovered from an eating disorder. Oh, journey. wow, that's so amazing. You're wearing so many different hats. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your eating disorder in a moment, but just, I'm sorry that the listeners can't see this, but behind you is this amazing mm. art room, this wonderful mm. light, bright art space with plants mm. and, and art equipment in the background. <laughs> it looks, looks wonderful. So yes, you are clearly very creative. <laughs> and I love that because um, I think creativity is so important for health and wellness. And it's something that I talk about with my clients sometimes and it's, it's always kind of you know they they're always a little bit surprised when I say to them you know what are you doing for creativity and they're like oh hadn't really thought about that and yet it is such an important part of our wellness um, to have some kind of creative outlet isn't it it really is and I think for some people they feel oh I can't draw I'm no good at art or they were put off by some negative comments at school by a teacher or whatever it might be but actually I believe that we've all got embedded within us the ability to create we are made by a wonderful loving creator in his image we have the capacity to engage with our God-given imagination and create something it's often our judgment that we put on it as to whether it's any good and this that and the other but I think um all things that we can create have, a, have the capacity to be beautiful and it doesn't necessarily have to be works on paper or canvas you know for me I'm thinking actually we can get creative in the garden we can get creative in the kitchen we can we can actually embed a creative process into our life, daily lives yeah I couldn't agree more that's great so your story begins about 25 years ago you mentioned that you had an eating disorder can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, it was just crazy how it developed. I mean, looking back now, I can see how it's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that I ended up developing bulimia. Um, and because I was quite insecure as a child, didn't feel like I belonged. Um, there was broken relationship between my parents. Um, I was in the middle feeling very hurt and a lot of pain and quite a lot of trauma. And into my teens, I started to get quite body conscious and thought that my worth was in how I looked and that whole sort of comparison I wasn't good enough not enough and that kind of mindset was was embedded from a young age um and I was quite a, an angry child and that would come out physically and visually but as I got into my teens and into my early 20s I kind of turned it in on myself so yeah I developed this horrendous mental health issue this eating disorder and um, I didn't really know what was going on at university. Um, I knew something was going on and I was starting to control um, unwanted 
uncomfortable feelings and emotions with food. It was like, wow, I found something that finally can bring me some comfort. Uh, little did I know what monster I was feeding, pardon the pun, but that was what ended up happening. It took control of me and I, and I didn't have that free, joyful life that I was craving. Um, and that actually I had had, I was quite a joyful, bubbly person. Um, but I, yeah, I pushed people away and um, it had a very negative impact on every area of my life, really. And, and um, I was aware that I could do with some counselling. My mum had worked in mental health for a long, long time and she'd suggested it might be useful. Um, and I did find it useful, although it didn't really target uh, the eating disorder thinking. It was more to do with what's at the root of it, perhaps, um, in terms of past trauma. Because um, often, well, always, uh, an eating disorder actually isn't about food. It's about lots of other uh, things that we're thinking and feeling that we're struggling to cope with life in general. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And can you tell us a little bit about how that whole experience kind of influenced your faith, or how your faith kind of mm. impacted that whole mm. experience that you went through? Yeah, sure. I, I, I didn't um, come to faith for another ten years, so it was. Um, mid-20s not quite 10 years after the eating disorder started early 20s it started came to faith mid-20s my daughter was three so um I'd always had quite a spiritual yearning if you like I'd, I'd always sense there's got to be more to life than this I did a lot of seeking and searching in my early 20s I headed off to Southeast Asia did quite a bit of traveling around there Buddhism meditation lived in a monastery for a while and certainly um can testify now to encountering um the goodness of God and, and and his presence in that place but not being able to put a name to him and um yeah it wasn't until my mid-20s when I had um um an encounter if you like and a, a conversion experience where I, I did meet with God um and it was very powerful and I just cried out for help and um, I was on my knees in tears at the end of, of my rope if you like and I and I just cried out to him and and sensed his presence very tangibly in that room with me and then started to find out a bit more about who is this and, and what's going on and um, I was working at a local FE college at the time and there was a pastoral lead there a local vicar so she was able to share with me pray with me and invite me to her church and it was then really that I started to explore um, areas in my heart that that needed healing that God wanted to set me free from some of this um bondage of um yeah poor body image eating disorder behavior and um those areas that were I was really broken in so yeah it was time for me to come clean and get honest with a loving God who really wanted to help me yeah yeah thank you for sharing that that's wonderful and so now although you're kind of fully recovered is, is there ever a sense in which you are fully over this or is there you know does it kind of rear its head up occasionally yeah I'm not sure this side of heaven there is full recovery yeah. I am definitely in recovery and I have experienced relapses as part of that recovery and that's okay and I'm learning to be gentle and kind with myself and learning to accept that there are different areas in my life that um need the light shining on that kind of trip me up that I've still not dealt with 
and that's okay and it's part of the journey and the process of recovery is a journey mm. and having had some counseling some specific cbt treatment been to an eating disorder center really um dug in to to um what this eating disorder is about in a clinical way i suppose and in a kind of psychological way um but also um complementing that with where am i at spiritually as well because i do believe that we're you know we're mind body spirit and if i'm going to get everything in balance then i need to be feeding every part of me really well mm. yeah great and so you very clearly had an eating disorder and i'm sure that you would say if anyone listening you know feels that they have an eating disorder or know someone who has an eating disorder then it's really really important to get professional medical help but there is a difference isn't there between an eating disorder and something called disordered eating can you explain the difference yeah sure and it's not always easy to discern mm-hmm. and uh, disordered eating can easily step into becoming an eating disorder and it's not always easy for GPs to to actually diagnose well either um, but there are more and more people struggling and suffering so disordered eating um, could be for example um, yo-yo dieting it might be that sometimes we're eating too much and not particularly feeling guilty about it but there's food in the back of our minds perhaps we're starting to think about our image a bit more and what we look like um i mean with disordered eating health isn't necessarily seriously compromised like it would be with an eating disorder but anything i think where there's restriction or compulsive behaviors around food or it's something's a bit irregular or you're very inflexible um yeah that that would be what disordered eating would look like but when something becomes an eating disorder when some of those behaviors sort of tip over that's when food becomes the main focus of the sufferer's life 24 7 you're thinking about food you're worried about it you're anxious about it good food bad food everything's judged social life can be curtailed um family life can break down and physical and emotional health is seriously compromised and for many life becomes threatened and uh yeah that, that, that's sort of the difference really mm, thank you for clearing that up so if anyone listening is kind of recognizing themselves in what you've been saying or, or perhaps recognizing someone that they're very close to maybe a family member or a, a good friend mm. what would you recommend they do next where, where could they get help well I would recommend going to a GP um There's lots of useful information on the internet as well. Beat are a fantastic charity and Taste Life are a fantastic um, charity that I myself volunteer for. And I deliver their eight week course in the community. We've just started a new course last night, actually. And that's rather than a clinical model of stepping in with counselling and CBT to support the sufferer. This is for those suffering and their carers to come along for eight weeks and learn more. There's teaching, discussion, stories of recovery, tools for life and offering hope for those that are struggling. Um, But yeah, the GP is generally the first port of call because once you've got a diagnosis, you you know what you're looking at then. Um, But it's not always easy to get that diagnosis as well. So there is a lot of useful information on on the internet that can help you discern what is this behavior that's going on and um yeah Mm. there is help available and there is hope for recovery 
yeah great and you're yeah you're such an inspiration already mm-hmm. so, and it's, it's so wonderful that you're not only have you been through this yourself but you're now able to help other people in a similar situation so can you tell us a little bit more you've mentioned about the um taste life program can you mention a little bit more about um the work that you do um with that and also as an arts and health practitioner so yeah taste life for a uk charity and they rely on volunteers like myself and my best friends we've gone away to train to be um deliverers of the accredited course it's actually um, accredited by the University of Brighton and has had lots of GP input as well as um, those with personal experience of eating disorders so we we look over eight weeks at the various different aspects of an eating disorder and um, about the emotions and 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 how the mind is sort of feeding that illness and and what we can do to um to to thrive in our recovery and and step into that place of, of of getting help um and the beauty about it is people are coming together and recognizing I'm not on my own there are other people feeling like I'm feeling and going through what I'm going through and it's an illness that's really wrapped up in a lot of guilt and shame it's very difficult for people to actually admit and accept I've got a problem here and I need some help it's it's not an easy thing to talk about because it's like, well, you just, it's food, it's eating. It should be just normal and enjoyable. And for many it is, but for many it isn't. And we know that mental health in general is still got a bit of a taboo thing about it. It's, we're getting better at talking about it, much better. Um, but there's something quite um, particularly difficult about eating disorders. And because it becomes an addiction, it's not like things like alcohols, cigarettes and drugs. The, the substance here is food and we need that. We don't need those other things. So it's got an added layer of complexity about it as well. But Taste Life are a fantastic charity and we're growing and growing. And we're seeing more and more people sign up to their online courses and their courses in person now as well. We're back together, which is wonderful. Um, the arts in health work that I've done previously has been um, delivering weekly art sessions for patients referred to Artlift for a variety of different reasons, maybe low self-esteem, anxiety, mild depression, maybe a major life loss or change, something where they need to come away. I'm not the art therapist, that's quite a different work, but I'm here to facilitate the group to engage in a creative activity that's gonna help them switch off and relax. And that in itself is therapeutic, so yeah yeah great that's just such wonderful work that you do yeah I was wondering if you have any kind of um stories that you can share obviously not sharing any names but anything that you've seen in the people that you've worked with kind of you know transformations maybe um with their health but also maybe spiritually as well through the work that you've been able to do with them yeah it's it that's what makes my work so um, valuable and such a blessing is when I can see people beginning to make changes you know, I can help equip and empower and encourage, but at the end of the day, it's up to them as an individual to, to do some work as well. And so when they start to say, oh my goodness, yes, I've started to look at things in a different way and I've started to think a different way and I've started to embed this and do that and almost build themselves a little toolbox of things that are helping them in whatever, wherever they are um, in, in their daily lives and in their recovery. And um I know working with the arts in health, people would come and say, I, I hadn't realised that I was um, capable of doing this or achieving this and um, just allowing my mind to be still 
almost gives it space to um, be flexible and to start thinking new ways about situations. Um, and for many, when they're in that state of, I'm at peace and I'm still, um, that's when they can feel some, some, some strength in that place and start to think in new ways and be open um, to, to new opportunities, which is wonderful. I know doing the Taste Life courses, I've seen people come through um, that have been suffering for years, um, years and years and years, and they've completely lost hope of, of any chance of recovery. And all of a sudden, things start to change and you can just sense there's this renewed hope and strength in them and they come and testify to I've done this and I've changed that and it's you know we talk a lot on the course about baby steps it's just one step at a time without that heavy weighted expectation that you're going to be fixed like that um yeah so yeah. that's a real joy to see that in people yeah, what a privilege to be able to, to see mm. that happening. Mm. Thank you. Now, you've also qualified as a life coach recently, I think. Can you tell us mm. a little bit more about what you do there and the kind of people that you help through life coaching? Yeah, it's quite exciting. And um, I'm just starting to get some clients, which is absolutely Yay. fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. And I, I really sense God is, is revealing to me um, exactly the sort of people he wants me to, to support and help. And um, yeah, so I've been working, I'm wanting to work particularly with Christian women that are struggling perhaps with their identity and um, just feeling like they're, they're believing lies about themselves. And I want to help them replace those lies with the truth about who they are in God's eyes, you know, and, and how loved and precious they are. Um, and in particular, those women that are struggling with body, poor body image or are constantly worried about what they're eating uh, maybe yo-yo dieting maybe that disordered eating is going on for them and they want to break free and they want to live that life to the full um, and I, I want to help those women in particular and making space to get creative and, and enjoy the outdoors and, and look at what nature and creation has to show us and teach us in that process of um, knowing whereabouts in our hearts we need that healing and and how we might come about finding that through various different ways of recognizing our uniqueness, coming to understand what our values are, um, recognizing uh, different boundaries in our lives that we need to, to create around, um, around ourselves to, to just ensure that we're living the best life that we can. Mm, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Was there anything else that you wanted to, to say to the listeners, um, either about the work that you do or just generally about if anyone's kind of struggling a little bit with disordered eating or feel like they're not quite in the right place, you know, mm. anything that you'd like to say? Well, I think the main thing with getting to grips with our monkey mind, if you like, when thoughts are fleeting all over the place, I found it really, really helpful. Depends where people are at and what stage they're at in terms of seeking help and support. But I found it really helpful to start writing things down, journaling, just trying to get curious about what I'm thinking, because what I'm thinking is going to affect what I'm feeling and what I'm feeling will affect how I'm going to be behaving. Um, the, one of the hardest things really is, is getting honest with yourself, but with somebody else as well. And my biggest recommendation would be to, to have somebody that you can confide in and trust in and that wants to come alongside you and cheer you on. 
and coaches do that well but a best friend could do that well or somebody in your family you know might do that well and just to support you in whatever avenue um and road you want to be thinking about taking um to, to best support yourself yeah mm, great well thank you so much Nikki it's been so lovely talking to you today where can listeners find you online if they want to find out more about what you do or find out how they can get in touch with you so my website is www.shapedbygrace.co.uk and in the main that's my artist website so you'll see lots of my artwork on there and a little bit of a bio about me and what I'm up to um, I will be in the future pulling together a specific um, site for coaching uh, there's a little bit of information on there uh, about that um, but that's my website I'm also on Instagram shaped by grace as well great I'll be sure to put all those in the show notes uh, below after this episode so thank you so much for chatting with us today Nikki um, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show thank you so much Catherine take care Hey, quickly, before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way, more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.